starting we're starting now hello well were you a part of the brad stein twitter this weekend i was there were so many weird twitter i forgot about that what was the brad stein one there was a lot of twitter comedy or comedy related twitter fun this week brad stein and i remember reading about him in uh in like the new yorker or something and he's he builds himself as god's comic he's a christian comic he makes shit loads of money and i was someone sure. was dming me and said that they were he was just like this massive hack in the 80s and 90s and even at the improv and all that stuff and that he's just like he turned christian and he's like a merch monster right and so good for yeah. him for for you know uh, what figuring out the the I angle mean, clearly happy yeah i really no matter how awful they are i'm happy a comic figured it out <laughs> and please tell me Tell me, if I could do it without <laughs> becoming horrible, I, I'm in. So maybe there's that a is, That is the catch. That is unfortunately <laughs> the catch. Awful. Um, yeah. So anyway, he Mike Huckabee has some his version of The Tonight Show, and I don't know what channel it airs on or if it's just on YouTube or something, but he has- Is it like a Tonight Show? Is well, it a panel -y? They have a band with mullets uh, to the stage right. And they have a performance space for a stand-up, and then they have a Huckabee at a desk and a couch for guests. So isn't he a governor? Me, isn't he? No, he used to be the governor. He's been retired oh. for a long time. Okay. Uh, right. So and so this guy uh, Stein, they, someone posted a set saying, "Is this the worst stand-up you've ever seen?" And, <laughs> I've never seen so many elements of Twitter agree. <laughs> they, we all came together to go, yeah, it was that. So he he just did really, really bad shit that I've already forgotten that because then I started watching other videos of him. I'm like, is he always this bad? <laughs> is the audience always this silent? And he is always that bad. And the audience is sometimes a little more vocal, but not much. But I mean, in a Christian crowd, you, you're not going to destroy and they don't need you to. You just have to be mildly amusing in a clean way and they're fine with it. That's because I think I think the creepy Christian fans of stand-up comedy who think that they should go to stand-up so they go uh, are literally like when uh, someone at work in, in, in like a regular corporate job says something funny. Yeah. Right. And right. there's no expectations. So then they get a laugh and um, it's just, it's such a horrible, somebody said something to me today. Uh, so I was talking to a friend of mine and she said, you know, spirituality is all well and good. I mean, I think I don't have a problem with it, even Christianity. And I was like, holy shit, okay, calm down. There are decent Christians in the world. And uh, the fact that you have to, you have to go, you know, obviously the gold standard of some sort of uh, religion is Buddhism or Hinduism. But, you know, I guess if you're going to be a, a Christian, okay. Uh, so it was really weird. Yeah, I couldn't watch Brad Stein. Do you know why? Because I didn't want my head to explode. And uh, <laughs> but he did. I liked your comment. I watched it on mute, which is one of my favorite things. Uh, <laughs> and he did bow repeatedly. You say he, that he did. 
Yeah, he would do. I mean, it's such an over-exaggerated lean in on the punchline. I was like, this is astonishing. (laughs) Of this this thing that's, I think it's still a Bay Area comics thing. And maybe some of the Bay Area comics don't know where it came from. But Larry Bubbles Brown used to make fun of this one guy. Well, I guess it was a bunch of guys in the early 90s, late 80s, whatever, that would do a punchline into the mic right like <laughs> into the mic and their voice would change and it his his thing was always like in the car because the, <laughs> the punchline was always this crazy thing that was happening in the car on a it, date you know Larry does that sometimes he he doesn't know that he's made fun of that so bad that he sometimes will actually do a punchline like he, that. no it's part of it's just a tick he can't get rid of now but I let right, I, right. I don't even think the audience knows what he's doing but the comics are like you don't even you don't know you but Whatever. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I missed the first half, the first quarter of that. So I had to literally, when I first saw Larry Bubbles Brown, I was like, who this, who's this guy? And then I listened to the, the punchlines and I was like, oh, hell. All right. Cause they're very funny punchlines. Super yeah. dark, always but dark. He's always like a guy, like, like if he tells a joke twice, he's already bored with it. So then he'll be like, just to entertain himself. Maybe. I don't know. But the point is, is there was like a, a very, I mean, I'm sure comics are still doing it, but there was a style of comedy where right. you weren't subtle and you just, you, you, and sometimes it's because the jokes were bad. So you had to do a big performance during the punchline. So the audience knew that was your punchline. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. So he did a, he did a very exaggerated forward bow, like almost, oh, almost so taking crazy. his feet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, uh, then on the couch, the audience is silent, by the way, this is, this, <laughs> I think even for this crowd, it was a bad crowd. Um, oh. because maybe that's why he was bowing forward so much. Like maybe his normal bow is only a half bow, but this one was like ridiculous. And, uh, so he sits on the couch and he starts riffing with Huckabee oh. and then he, he makes fun of the charismatics. <laughs> Like they're like, I like it's Burbank and someone's doing an Armenian joke, you know, like, oh, right. the in the room, oh, the charismatics. What are the and charismatics? They're a kind of Christian that's super, super strict. Oh, like ver- you know, Pentecostal. Oh, wow. That's like, a, little... that's not an inside uh, evangelical comedy. Totally. Totally. Smokes. Good so, for him for that, though. Yeah. I mean, I kind of I respect- literally. Pardon me? Pardon? Jesus, literally. I that was all I said. Go I missed the part that the literally part. Jesus. She said Jesus. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so uh so anyway, it was it was like all the craft work of like 90s comedy done <laughs> in, in a Christian setting. It was very fascinating. Um, and then I watched some of this other stuff, and it was like the this is what bugs me about. Well, any anytime a comic does it, it drives me nuts, but conservatives seem to do it a lot is they they cherry pick, you know, a news story and they take out all the parts that don't support their punchline. So this guy's, it was about COVID and, you know, when you're standing, I guess COVID will get you. But when you're sitting at a restaurant, you take your mask off. Uh, I guess the COVID goes over your head. It's like, no, everyone said dining was actually a bad idea as well. And no one really thought it was a great idea to reopen. I think I would never do that. I wouldn't do that joke on stage, but I say that you know, just in passing 
in in life sometimes. Oh, we're seated, we can't get it. And but I do know that you can get it. And Wait, I also you're actually being sarcastic, yes. making fun of the fact that everyone's acting like we're fine dining. You and this guy was actually pretending scientists were saying that. And yeah. then that was the yeah, joke. That's right. That's right. And uh can I let me digress real briefly here, just because I've had and these are same people who are two people have said to me in the last week, they're like, so the mask mandate just goes away arbitrarily. I was like, yes, they have to arbitrarily pick a date where they're like 77% of the public is vaccinated. The other, you know, 23% either are immunocompromised and can't get vaccinated or they get to die. And, uh, and I can't be, I can't, we can't protect, we can't wear masks forever. We could, but uh, I don't want to because I'm bored. And, uh, and so I'm done protecting those people. And the immunocompromised, I'm sorry, science will continue to work on something, right? And um, that's but, what the government's saying, or that's what you're saying? That's literally me, okay. the Jackie Cation asshole. That's okay. me saying that this is, and- I gave you an opportunity to not be an <laughs> asshole. Did you notice that? I fucking so you a lifeline and you're right. like, that's all right, I'm going to drown. Go why ahead. would I, yeah, why would I lie? And yes. the, but the craziness is that this is, this is like somebody who's vaccinated and boosted and is all on board, who is like, well, how could they just remove the mask mandate? It's like, because they're the government. Eventually the government has to go, well, we're going to stop enforcing this one thing because we've we've reached what we think is the saturation point of people getting vaccinated. And we're going to concentrate on the next thing, which is getting children under five vaccinated. And we're going to concentrate on the next thing, which is uh, whatever it is. Right. And I'm like, you don't get to say the government is being arbitrary because the government is always arbitrary. Because that's how the government, that's how you have to govern. You have to make laws that are for the greater good. And then hopefully you don't enforce them with a stick when someone is immunocompromised, right? So yeah, but it's just craziness. Anyway, yeah, but I've know, digressed from that that horrible comics. What uh, they set. what they should have said in March of 2020 is it's airborne. They knew it was airborne. It's airborne. You need to wear a mask. We don't have enough masks. But they didn't say that. Instead, they said, you know, you don't have to wear a mask. You know, wipe down your groceries. It's like they were real fuzzy about it. And the real problem was we we weren't prepared and we didn't have enough masks for everybody. But they didn't want to admit that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I hate meetings with the power of the sun. And mm -hmm. sitting in a meeting there's going to be some goofus on the left, on the left or the right. It was just, there'll be someone in the meeting going, we can't tell people we don't have enough of anything because right. there's people dying. So we have to come up with another story. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, and that is just politics. That is a governance. Yeah. You know, so, but uh, Brad Stein, terrible non-comic of the week, Brad Stein. Uh, <laughs> what, what do we think about it? Was, it was a, yeah. But it was a, it was fun on Twitter, right? We all sort of watched. Yep. And then uh, someone, someone's made a. There's a lot of memes now of him doing his uh, punchline selling face yeah. that are available for everyone to use, even non comedians. So I need <laughs> you to find the <laughs> meme forward to make your uh, very obvious and uh, actually not uh, uh, not funny point. <laughs> right, because 
Because memes are just what they are. The gift, the gift, <laughs> the gif, the gift of the gif of the world. What about the woman at the AMC in Burbank? Oh, that's the... <laughs> I didn't watch her set either. Couldn't do it. You were totally out of the loop on this. How, how do you enjoy Twitter if you're not you're not enjoying these things? That's the uh, part. My, sh- my sh- schadenfreude, Schaden, whatever yeah, it is. Schadenfreude. Uh, well, yeah, I can't. Uh, it's it's not fully developed so far. Okay. It's uh, I need uh, two degrees of separation for me to enjoy somebody being not smart. So uh, it's uh, so yeah. this woman. Um, th- this AMC is right above flappers, by the way. And if you guys if you guys saw, I, I put up a set on YouTube where the fire alarm at the AMC was going off, and it totally ruined my set. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's this AMC. And I guess the projector was broken at the, at the, yep. uh, I, I, I forget the movie that was being debuted. Or Batman. Something. I thought it was the Batman. Oh, was it? Okay, great. So oh, it wasn't a premiere then, but still. So this woman, a comic. <laughs> she just I, hopped up. She just she hopped, hopped up. up. And she started doing a working on her working on her bits. Didn't amuse the audience. Um, no. Well, Hollywood, I mean, first of all, People should know that in Los Angeles, anytime you take yourself out to lunch or dinner, you could be have you could have stand-up comedy happening at you. <laughs> it could happen. You thought you were going to a bar with a friend of yours to have a conversation. They're like, hey, in five minutes, there's gonna be stand-up comedy. And you're like, oh, good, that I have a chance to pay and run. Let uh, me get my clothes in the dryer and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and so it so it can happen any right because laundromat too. Right, yeah. It can happen absolutely anywhere. Hat stores. It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is this was not. It didn't even have the illusion of it being produced. You know yes. what? You know you know Jenny McNulty. She's been a comic of the week. Yes, yes, yeah. My favorite experience of of the only time that I've ever had to run one of these mm-hmm. is she had a she had a show in West Hollywood. She was like, "Will you do my show in West Hollywood?" I was like, "Of course." So I park, I get there, she, I, I get a text about an hour before. She's like, "You know, I'm actually on the road. Can you run the show tonight?" And I was like, like two hours before, and I was like wait, what? She's like, all you have to do is host, talk to this guy, he's the bartender. And I was like, okay, uh, do you have the list? And and she's like, okay, yeah. And so um, I walk into WeHo, I walk up to the bartender and I said, hey, so um, I'm supposed to uh, host the show tonight. And he goes, oh, good. Um, where, where do you want everything? And I was like, what? And he said, yeah, this is the first night we're doing this. Oh. And I wow. said, Oh, she threw me under the bus. I love Jenny McNulty, but holy <laughs> hell. So I was Don't like, mention that, Jen. <laughs> so uh, I it was like, there's the dance floor. All the, all the, the speakers are, of course, pointing toward the dance floor. But right. sure, let's do it. And uh, so we get the mic, we get everything set up. And then it's, you know, a couple of the comics show up. So I start going table to table. Uh, 10 minutes before going, just to let you know, <laughs> there's going to be a stand-up comedy show in about 10 minutes. So either uh, settle in and I can promise that I'm funny. I did not book this or, <laughs> um, or uh, get your check. So, uh, <laughs> the, uh, and they lasted for a good half an hour into what was an hour, 15, hour and a half long show. And then most of them left, but uh it's for her to get up. Did you listen to the set? How were the premises? I didn't listen to the set. Um, 
I, the I didn't. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. But you know, you, did reason, you know who she was? No, I didn't I don't, recognize but, her. But okay. I read the commentary, and um, I don't. I love watching a guy comic who sucks. You oh, know, yeah. but if if the female comic isn't doing well, I don't want to see it because it hurts me on a cellular level. <laughs> right. And I don't know if she wasn't doing well or if she wasn't funny. I don't I don't know. And I didn't want to know. Uh, I just existed on the outside of that story. Now, when I heard when someone was describing Brad Stein as the worst comedy they've ever seen, I clicked on it immediately. Um, <laughs> You're like, I need to see this. I need to I watch need to it multiple times and see more of his videos. Right. <laughs> um, I guess women to me, women haven't come far enough in comedy or they haven't been allowed far enough in comedy for me to actually sit and watch someone you know bombing and and kind of missing on social cues it makes me go oh no there's still a bunch of people that think that's what all female comics are and I just didn't want to be part of it right um right I think I think that when it's a bad male comic too I just think oh that now people think this is what stand-up is no I think that's what they think men are I get very excited (laughs) and aroused by that But uh, but the discourse around it was hilarious. It was so fun. Everyone was quote tweeting. Uh, it was just it was a lot of fun to be a comic. And uh, and then I guess the oh, here's the other thing that made me not want to click was, um, you know, I guess she she's a sing, single mom. And I'm like, oh, no, home. Uh, and then she builds herself oh. as a momic, which, you know what? I'm sure it works. Get your money, get whatever, get it. That's fine. But I'm like, <laughs> it's ah. another, it's another hook. Another. Yeah. Another, and, just, and unfortunately cringe. Well, that's because but. we were raised in comedy to believe that hooks were hacky yeah. and that, um, that they won't, that in the end, society will get back at you. You will, you will be respected. Or right, I was, but, that's how, what I always I, felt. I also feel like I'm a comic. Yeah, I'm I, I'm also a mother, so I talk about that, but I talk about a bunch of other stuff. So I don't want to be defined by certain parts of myself. And yeah. so uh, why would I why would I self-define and help you marginalize me? That's what I that's exactly what I yeah. yeah. It's the same thing when anyone calls me a comedian. Yes, I, yes. St- steam comes out of my earballs and I yeah. say, please call me a comedian if you're gonna do d- d- make do a diminutive. <laughs> I think at this so. point the- Calling me comedian elderly. Uh, <laughs> oh, you fear the ageism. Um, I um, so I did so many sets this week. Plus, I also did a couple of online things. Oh, and what did you do? Well, I was I was in New York till yesterday. Okay, so this week, so I I went to New York. It was I was there on weekdays, so it was yeah. like very little money, right? And, um, you know, like barely covered cabs and all that kind of stuff. And uh, but it was you know it was fun. I did a bunch of spots, got a little bit of work done on 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 some jokes. I didn't like break open a whole new chunk, but I I feel like oh I figured out this thing that it just had like a little bit of extra in it and I took out the extra and it goes right to the punchline and it's like clean now. I'm like, oh, oh, that's awesome. I mean, it's filthy, but it's, you know, what it right, right, right. Yeah, it's tight. Yes. Crisp. Um, so it was cool. And it was cool to see people, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I, I, and, um, uh, it was it Nadia who worked with us at the bell house. The oh, yeah. only other comic I saw wearing a mask at all times was was Nadia. It was just <laughs> yeah. So people uh, are done. People are monumentally done. Monumentally done. And so I was 
mask up until I went up on stage and they put it right back on afterwards. Yeah. You know, and I think everyone just assumes I have an autoimmune disorder or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, uh, but whatever. So I mean, there's a second, there's a, the, a second Omicron variant is multiplying as we speak and I just don't want to get it. So, right, right. Did I tell you that somebody, somebody, I think I did tell you this, that it was because it happened a couple of weeks ago. It might have been in Seattle. Someone said you don't. It was like when you when that guy said you don't have to wear a mask. Yeah, right. Some right. guy said to me that I didn't have to wear a mask. And I said, do we know each other? <laughs> and then he walked away. <laughs> so, and uh, I love <sighs> at that. I did. Uh, Hey, I finally found out where all the cool kids are hanging out, Laurie Kilmartin. Uh, oh, Jackie, I hate it when you say the cool kids. Stop uh, it. Stop it. Well, it's uh, they were a gorgeous pile of 22-year-olds right? Uh, at, at a rooftop comedy show I did on Thursday at a place called Mama's Shelter. Jackie, you, you're a cool kid. So I'm, well, the cool kids don't say uh, they're the cool kids. That was 30 minutes ago, if I might quote yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Bam. Anyway, so I go, I go to Mama's Shelter, which is, do you remember Karma Coffee? Do you remember the Karma yes. Coffee? Yeah, it's near, isn't there Trejo, uh, Jesus Trejo has a taco place near, near there? Yeah, okay. yeah, and it used to be Big Wang's. Yeah. I mean, it was this, it was this weird strip mall on Cahuenga and Selma. It was Just, one of the first places I did comedy in L.A. Yeah, so it it was south of Hollywood Boulevard, and but 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 Selma on that street. If you go east of Cahuenga or west of Cahuenga, there's a giant, beautiful old building called Mama's Shelter, Mm. and Mama's Shelter has a rooftop comedy show. I think every Thursday or once a month on a Thursday, right? And uh, they're gonna they're gonna get you, and it pay it paid. It has I think it has one or two paid sets, paid, paid spots, and it was packed, and it's outside. And uh, and it was gorgeous. It was sunset, and oh it my was gosh. it was a fifteen minute. And so I walk in and up. And here's the weird thing: is uh, parking. Parking was uh, twenty five dollars, and uh, so uh, it paid. So it paid for the parking. Okay, but uh, but if you but it, and if and if you're a lot and if you're a different person than I am. I bet you you could find uh, street parking and hike in. Uh, this one, <laughs> I didn't wanna. So uh, I walk into the into the bar. Nobody's masked. I'm masked. I'm okay. like, uh, is there comedy on the rooftop? And the guy goes, Yeah. You go down to the uh, to the end of the the bar, hang a left, and there's an elevator. So I go to, and he said, Oh, there's also stairs. He yells after me, and I look at him. And I go, What do you think's gonna happen? And then I walk to the elevator. Who would say that? <laughs> uh, it felt like a lot. So I yeah. find an elevator and um, and I get up there. It's packed. There's got to be 200 people on the rooftop. Wow. And they have food and they have beverages and it was lovely. And oh everybody... And, the, and there was a lot of gorgeous people and they got all of my jokes. And um, it was super funny. Jody Miller, she was the other 15-minute spot. Did you see her set talking about her daughter? Yep. It was great, so right? Funny. So oh funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, oh, my the, God. The naming of the kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Such a great, such a great bit. You got, and you find Jody. You, if you're in L.A., you got to find watch yeah yeah doing this stuff it's so good it's so good and um so she killed and then uh several other people ray lau went up ray lau used to clip out oh yeah 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 Mm -hmm. he did he did good but he was like 
how about this one? And uh, so I think, and I was working on new stuff. I have to say, so I've done like five sets in the last couple of days and I figured out a way to go with my weird, I have a weird, uh, I, the bit is, I can't even tell you what it's about because yeah, it's right. so it's so new yeah. and I did it. So I did it there. And then I did it at Eliza Skinner. She's got a, a show at the, at the old fake at the yard. Oh, the fake gallery. Yeah. The I've been yard. to the yard a couple of times. I, once they told me it was the fake, I was like, Oh, I see the contours of this place. Yeah. But now yeah, I, now I can. And, and it's, and it's got all chairs set up. It's very beautiful yeah. inside. And it was me and Solomon Giorgio and nice. uh, Eliza Skinner <laughs> has got the greatest bit about her not stepdaughter. Holy smokes. It's so funny. Is she married? And Did she marry? No. Okay. No, that's why she's not, that's, that's not a stepdaughter. Oh, okay. Uh, she's like, I'm your dad's girlfriend. It's much, <laughs> much cooler. Anyway, but it's such a great bit. And then, so I did it there. And then last night I agreed to do a Long Beach set. Yeah. In the, in the backyard of uh, Reza Asgari, I think his okay. name is. Reza, Reza Asgari. Yeah. And, um, and he said he's looking for comics. So, uh, allow me to tell you that it's R E Z A dot, uh, Asgari, A G A S G A R I 78 at gmail.com. Jackie, what are you doing? He said I could do it. This is a podcast dozens of people listen to. Yeah, and he better book <laughs> me Lori first be... before anybody else speaks on this. If you listen to Reza, right. that is part of the deal. <laughs> right. Well, you have the advantage, Kyle. You can email him right now. And, uh, what was so... that email address again? <laughs> Reza.Asgari78 at gmail.com. So, uh, but it was actually really fun. And his his girlfriend and the other the co-booker and co the guy who runs it with him they their girlfriends cook food for the audience nice. like last night they had two giant sheets of lasagna wow and it's a byob because it's in the backyard of this house yeah. but it's beautifully set up and it's in long beach and it's super fun the audience was really nice <laughs> and yeah we should do another yard show jackie yeah our life yeah we totally should because Fun. your yard is so perfect yes you've been you've been texted uh so and so i said i would do that that was at eight yes and then i told ron lynch i would do the tomorrow show oh nice um, that's really late right yeah so it's got to start on the tomorrow part of tomorrow <laughs> so it has to start at midnight i got up yeah. at 12 45 a.m and oh. then yeah yeah. 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 I don't I'm know. back. I changed yeah. my notifications, but I was still paying attention. No, Unlike I still I'm totally so- disassociates while you're texting when I'm talking. I heard you. You had to start, <laughs> you started on the tomorrow part of Ron's show. Yes. Oh, so you're five sentences behind me. Good for you. Because yes. you weren't paying. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. I I Whatever it was. Pretty well. <laughs> so I, so I left I left Reza's place and I went to Flappers and I was like, thought about trying to get in and trying to do it. And then instead just went home and slept for an hour and a half. And then I got back in my car and drove to the Elysian. Oh my God. Yeah. And what's the audience like at this point? 
Uh, oh, the twelve at, at the twelve o'clock show. Yeah, it's like 20, 20 people. He's got a regular. He's got a regular crowd that varies between I think like fifteen to fifty, mm-hmm. depending on the weekend. And um, and it was it was uh it was fun, but it's you know it's a kind of a variety show, so people could do all different kinds of stuff. Because Ron Lynch, yeah, uh, he was he's a variety of a man. Right. He was telling me how sad he is that he doesn't have merch, and I said, just sell some props. And he was like, what a great idea. What yes. about this item? Oh and I my said, God. then you won't have to pay for luggage. <laughs> um, that sounds fun. It was I good. Do you have a set tonight? What? You, no, not tonight. I had a corporate last night. Oh, that. that's right. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. It's it's for somebody I know in, in a different part of my life, right? So right. this person's company and uh, the... And the, the guests of his company, well, first of all, it was at an Elks Lodge, which is, uh, all right. That's like, that's a problem. It's always, an Elks Lodge is always a 70 year old building with, uh, 69 year old wallpaper. (laughs) And And 68 year old men. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And just pictures of white men wearing some bizarre sort of, uh, you know, Da Vinci code, a nice, (laughs) jewelry it's just it's like what do you do da vinci code if you were here in person i would high five for you (laughs) well played but that's fine so the audience is um it's a lot of retired federal agents you know so first first i was like i was like oh i'm gonna do you know i'm gonna uh, it's like some retired ice agents i did do a family separation joke at an ice agent uh, I, you know, and then there was D- department of Homeland security oh. and I was, but it, here's the thing. Like I had all these like dark, hard jokes that I figured they'd get mad at, but, uh, <laughs> then I got there and it was like, it, they, I felt like if they were currently serving, they might've been more into it, you know, yeah. but they were older and their spouses. And it just seemed like everyone is sort of out for a nice night (laughs) and you thought why ruin that well here's the thing dhs was started in 2003 so i was gonna go oh i heard you guys were on time which is weird because you were two years late for 9 11 but then i i was like oh that's not gonna work at all and i want this check to clear so I didn't do it like a coward, but I mean, obviously it was, it was, oh, but you just did it now and I am very so, excited yeah. about it today. Okay. And here's my point. So, so I get there and, uh, you know, uh, they're having snafus and the guy who runs it, who hired me is the nicest guy. So it's, you know, just things, sure. he's not used to throwing these things. He yeah, just yeah. kind of did it on a whim for some clients. Right. Technical so, is technical. Yeah. Yeah. So his, his food people went to the wrong Elks club. <laughs> So, so they got there late and they didn't bring enough food and, um, and where, where everyone was sitting at tables and every table had like a chandelier over it and the stage had no lighting. So I was the only person in the unlit part of the room. Um, and then I would, I was like, first of all, not only are the jokes I wrote for these people, I'm not going to do. But also, uh, about 70% of my material, I'm not going to do. So I was trying to memorize the stuff, you know. Oh, shoot. I had some some old stuff that I did. But also, I was like, I'll just do crowd work. I'll just fuck around with these people. It's fine. But a lot of old men and, you know, old men sort of, you know, you can flirt with them and it doesn't matter. And uh, (laughs) then I would say, so I would talk to, like, what do you do? Which agency you work for? And, And it was a lot of yes or no or very short, curt answers. 
And then some guy, I was started complaining about then some guys like we're trained to say as little as possible because we, we don't want to reveal anything when we're testifying in court. I'm like, this is a fucking show. This is not federal court. Talk to me. Yep. Um, <laughs> it was like, it was, it, I think it was a fun show and I think they had a good time, but it was exhausting, Jackie. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was up there for 55 minutes and I was talking to everyone. Oh. I was pulling, draining, almost yeah. manually pulling their guts out of their bodies to uh, <laughs> see what we had in there. And it was, I, and yeah. I was like so tired. Yeah, like, that's exhausting. Stand up. Right, right. Those are those are those are the hardest ones. Is when you're just like, yes. you're like, come on, come on, come on. How about this? How about this? How about this? How about this? It's like you you might as well play tennis against like a, a wall. But also, so. like it, it, I had to give that Brad Stein energy to even <laughs> regular jokes that were right. hard to get. Like, right. like there's some jokes I'm like, oh, this one's way too subtle or too cruel. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never even try it with this crap. But even like normal stuff, I had to like oversell. <laughs> it was just, it was like physically tiring to, to scoop up all these people into my body and try to make them. Yes. Laugh. Yes. Uh, last night, the guy went first. Um, yeah, I, I knew him once he went on stage, but I, I didn't recognize him because I have that face thing. Right. Um, so uh, he, do you That's know that guy? Thing you just I touched. do. Okay, he's a guy. Anyway, okay. but uh, so he, he, he went up and and to his to in his defense and to his credit, he tried so hard <laughs> to warm them up, <laughs> but they were already kind of super drunk. Wow. And they were there was a woman in the front row from Scotland who had kind of been lit up by Reza and the and the other MC whose name yes. escapes me, and so they were sort of in chatter mode. Yeah, and so he didn't get to really get into his material, mm-hmm. uh, so he did. And he was only doing 15 and he did, he had to do like 12 of crowd control and he was shouting premises and then shouting punchlines. I wish I could have seen this. It was, it was so, he was throwing so much energy into an outdoor show, as you know, which Uh, just fades into the, into the, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) You're screwed. And then I went up. So I went up and I was like, I'm going to be doing stand-up comedy. I don't want to talk to any of you people. Uh, so then I told an old, the old rapture joke, which mm-hmm. isn't that old, but it's from the old album, this mm-hmm. is the, my current album. And I said, there's the bar. That's how they're going to go now. And then, <laughs> and then I refuse to yell at you people. So I am not going to be, yes. Come to me or stay there. Stay there quietly amongst yourselves. And then, uh, this, there was a, there was a 17 year old in the audience and with his mom and his mom came up to me afterwards and, and, uh, was like, there's been so much sex talk. He was like, is it really like that mom? Is it really like that? And I, he was, she was like, I don't need to be heckled. I'm right here. We're just watch the comedy. I don't need, <laughs> I'm not answering your questions right now. <laughs> and she was half in the bag too. But, uh, it was, uh, it was such an interesting. I, wait, wait. Uh, uh, oh, drunk lady brought her teenage son to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Long Beach, All baby. Right. It's welcome to Long Beach. And uh, I was like, yeah. I hope you guys all live walkable. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, um, oh, let's do a break. Let's there do a break go. for you guys. Yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Biz, host of One Bad Mother. 
Whether you're a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I signed my stepson up for a camp that is actually in another state. I feel really stupid, and I don't think we're going to get the money back. And then he found out that the car manual is a book about cars, so now he's reading our car manual. We have... So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org, and yes, there will be swears. Guys, your hair is completely unique. Would you would you not agree with me, Jacqueline? I would, I would agree. Absolutely. You're correct. Products that address its specific <laughs> needs, that's where Function and Beauty comes in. Okay? Function right. and Beauty yes. is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. Function and Beauty offers over 54 trillion possibilities, yet I only get eucalyptus. <laughs> okay. Right, right. I like that there's a trillion different options, and I'm like, I'm going to need the rose water. One. That's because you guys like a one in a trillion level of awesome care for your hair. Yes, they really only need three, but they have to. <laughs> And every one of these trillion is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicone-free. So first take the hair care quiz to build your hair profile and select your hair goals. You can also choose your hair color and fragrance or go dye and fragrance-free. I'm against that. I love dye and I love fragrance. Here, <laughs> here. I have gone fragrance-free, and uh, I didn't mind it. Uh, so I, I have both, actually. So say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Laurie to take your hair care quiz. Remember, there's a very short hair care quiz. and Very short, like four questions at the most. And it's yeah. like your hair frizzy it's this yeah. is a quiz you can pass easily and Do right you have and, hair and, <laughs> and you'll save 25 percent off your first order on your first order so go to functionofbeauty.com slash jackie laurie to let them know you heard about it from our show and get 25 percent off your first order it's functionofbeauty.com slash jackie laurie to take your hair quiz and save 25 percent on your first order order first order big and then you will fall in love. Yay. Yeah. And let's do comic of the week, which I just watched. It, she's on, it's on Amazon Prime. She may not need the Jackie and Lori bump. And no, I think it's only Australia and New Zealand. So it can't. Oh, hurt. really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I got to see yeah. the clip. And you it can was... watch it here. It's, I'm a, this is great. Oh, okay. Anne E. Anne Edmonds, right? Yes. Anne yes. Edmonds. Yes. Anne with an E, Edmonds with an E. So A N N E E D M O N D S and the number one yeah. is yeah. her is her Twitter. Yeah. Uh yeah, very funny. Uh I hadn't I hadn't heard of her and Kyle brought her. Yeah, I'm a big fan now attention. after LOL Canada. What's LOL oh. Canada? Oh, so oh, it's, it's the, a show. Yeah. Amazon picked up this Japanese game show where it's 10 comedians in a room for six hours. And if you laugh, you're out. And the last one wins 10 grand, either for themselves or a charity, depending on which show it is. And there's Canada, Australia, Mexico, Italy, France, Japan, and one more. They're incredible. And the LOL stands for last one La laughing. Last one laughing. And Anne is ah. on the Australia one. And and the Canada and the Australian ones the, the helps it have a comedy for both places. But they're both just murderers row of amazing comics. 
Oh and they're God. doing, are they doing a set at a person nope. or are they just- You're sitting in a room and it's like green room mayhem for six okay. hours. Kill Martin, okay. you would you destroy. do so well. Like this, you, you would, would be a slaughterer. I, that's like I would be gone watching it. immediately. Yeah, as would I. Like, you would you, kill everyone, Lori. No, I don't you, think so. You and Blaine Kapatch would just yeah. sit there and the rest of us would just file the I think that's out. why there's no American one is we've accepted Lori and Blaine would win. So why? <laughs> It's I, I don't know. Well, because you do you're, you do really good ball busting kind, yeah. kind of like just sort of like zingers where you're just like, oh, I mean, literally sometimes, Lori, and this is bl- just blow smoke up your we'll ass. We'll cut all whatever. this out, don't worry. But sometimes, yeah, please cut this out. <laughs> Lori, if you I sometimes you just compliments either. So <laughs> that's exactly what I'm talking about. You would say something like, oh, I don't agree with these, and I would laugh, and then I would have to leave yeah. the room. Yes. And all then right, you know, and then you would have to give all the money to racists because that's who I would have given it to. <laughs> to racists? What? Oh, yeah. racists. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm glad we did a second pass on that. <laughs> right, right. It's why I don't know why. Racists, right? <laughs> I, no, I'm, not, I'm not happy about how they, um, how, uh, about their acronym because it does sound like racist and everyone always thinks you say racist. And if you go um. People are like, what the hell are you saying? It like, sounds like you're a big bit about Nicaragua. Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah. Nicaragua. It's, it's true. Now, I am going to Eureka, Arcata, Humboldt County this weekend to do oh. the Savage Henry Comedy Club up there. Going to fly in on Thursday. Uh, Avello. You know, I, I, I know what the word fly means, and I actually don't need you to act it out like... <laughs> You're like Brad Stein, like Brad yeah, Stein. Like Brad Stein. <laughs> that should be the that should be the default. <laughs> um, so, but I'm looking forward to it, and because it's a really pretty little uh, town, and um, the next week I'm in Ann Arbor oh. doing uh, Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. Yeah, and then I'm gonna see my fam for a second, and uh, oh, I forgot about that because uh, we're working with my mother-in-law. I'm gonna figure out. We gotta get her down here to look at. Um, apartments because she she has this terrible arthritis and uh oh. and, and rheumatoid and all this stuff and it wakes her up in pain and oh, she had to go to the er the other night and they gave her fentanyl and she was like that's the stuff and i was like no no that's actually not the stuff oh my god oh <laughs> and my god i said that's the thing that kills people and she's like well and she is a huge she has a great deal of fear about taking any all, all the stuff my mom was the same way yeah yeah the meds and um she doesn't want to get addicted she doesn't want you know she she doesn't want to be junked up but she wants to be out of pain and so how old is she she's only 75 oh when you're 80 i think it's okay to get addicted so she's just gotta hang on (laughs) (laughs) right her birthday's coming right up here so uh she's gonna be 76 and uh so just four more years yeah and um yeah, so I think, uh, yeah. So, but but she's too far away to. Um, so, and I've been calling. I've been talking to her a bunch just because uh, I I just I tend to drive and dial right. Right. So whenever I get in the car, you've you've been a recipient. I have of, been. Yes. And yes. You're like I'm trying to get some work done. Feel free to text <laughs> me. And I'm like, no, no, I'm driving. I'm not going to text and drive. That would be rude. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, Oh, and the Moon Tower, my Moon Tower Dork Forest is going to be Guy Branham, Dev D. Giovanni, and Chris Cubis. Oh, my God. Are they all, are, are it's three different pods? 
Uh, no, we're going to do panel. We're just going to talk in general about the, about the things that they love. And okay. we're going to sort of riff on. Oh, that's cool. That's, a, and that's then the, an incredible lineup. Wow. It's an incredible lineup of just, I mean, just speaking of that LOL show, good Lord, yeah. Guy Branham. Yeah. Deb mm-hmm. Giovanni's on the Canadian one, you said, right? Yeah, Kyle? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I, that's why I, I figured it out for a second, what it was. Yeah. Um, awesome. Have you, did you sign up to get your album money from 800 Pound Gorilla? Yeah. So when do we, I, I signed up for just a regular. Suppose, when do we, oh, did you? The 31st, yeah. I'm told. Of uh, March 31st, it, gets, yeah. it goes out? Yeah, at the end of this month. Do you have and any so, idea what yours is? This is just no, for album sales. So do you have any, you don't have any idea? Huh? I got nothing. I got nothing. And um, my money was better this month because of the new album. Mine wasn't. But my uh, my rights money was down because I, I, I signed the 800 pound gorilla where they get the rights. They get the, the rights money. So if so I they got- They're getting half of the of this- the album I get yes yeah so I get the artist and Sirius stopped playing my earlier stuff a bunch which is a big oh (sighs) but I'm I'm, gonna do I've been hoping for some kind of windfall since October 26th and it's like (laughs) what the fuck whatever yeah yeah it's uh but what I am gonna do with 800 I believe is and they're looking at it right now is the Horcrux DVD Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to put that video on their YouTube channel with ads because, and I should get my ad money from 800 on the end of this month as well for this first six months or whatever it is. Oh, November. for your special. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. For the video. I should get that. But the 800, the, the crazy thing about the Horcrux album was that it was put out on standup, right. With Dan yeah. Schlissel. And he, take, so, he doesn't take rights money. No, the deal I had with Dan was because he wanted to do my albums. I was like, I want all the money. You could have the you could have the download sales. We'll we'll split the download sales. We won't split the streaming, and um, which is where a good portion of the money is, which is yeah. what eight hundred is making. All of it is, yeah. Well, now I mean, previously oh, when I when I did Bread yeah. and Horcrux, there was more download money, and um, but. So there, so, but the thing is, is the album Horcrux and the, and the special Horcrux have about 40 minutes of the same material. So whenever I posted on TikTok or, or, or somewhere, his distributor has a copyright infringement and I am not allowed to post my own special, the video. And Um. so I have to send URLs and it has to go on some sort of whitelist where this is an exception. And right. so we're going to have to, we're going to have to figure that out for sure for 800 pound gorilla. I, you know, the thing is, is so like right now, staycation on 800 pound gorilla, the video has probably close to 60,000 views, which is great. It's incredible. Well, Chad Daniels' last special has four hundred and sixty thousand views. Wow! So I would like that because yeah. uh, it's affecting how he fills rooms. Wow! And yeah. the improv books him at all of their giant weirdo clubs. Yeah, that where perfectly nice people work. I love the staff. I always love the staff at an improv, right. and I always walk into an improv going, "Why is this room so big?" I know. And and why isn't this room got at least a curtain so you can make it smaller? Sure, sure. Because I and why are the ceilings so high? So, uh, but I want to do those towns, and those towns mm-hmm. are attached to those chains. So, 
I actually had a really good time. The one time I did Tampa, Florida, mm -hmm. I opened for Maria, but it was like an opera. It was like doing Carnegie Hall almost. Wow, Carnegie Hall. Wow. It was big. Carnegie Hall was done, by the way. I did that with Brian Regan. And it's an obnoxious thing to say. Oh, yeah. I see. It is. Here. I was, I am about to log off. Uh, <laughs> I heard about your Carnegie Hall days, Jackie, but yeah, let's bring it back up again. Well, I was at know, an Elks Lodge last night. So yeah, I'd love to hear about Carnegie. Yeah, House. I did a set at 1.40, uh, 1240. Anyway. All these things so, sound um, great. Yeah, exactly. Kyle's like, <laughs> I would gigs. like to do all of them. You did stand up at yeah. them. Win. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually opening for Brian on his um on his June, his end of June run in the uh, Northeast. Oh, nice. And, uh, but a, a friend of Andy's is getting married the week before that on King nice. Cod. And I'm going to go visit uh, Joe Wilson, co-host of the Dork Forest. And um, good friend of mine for the last 25 years has pancreatic cancer. And so oh. I'm going to, we're going to fly in early, go to visit him in Albany, New York. And then we're going to go to Cape Cod for the wedding. And then Andy's going to fly home. And then I am going to stay in Boston for two days, but it's a Monday, Tuesday. So I don't even know if there's sets. And sure then sets. Yeah. I got to find sets. So what's more uh, important is there's my ancestors graves in Albany, New York. Yeah. Oh my God. I will have a car. I will do what I can to go Thank at you. least. Uh, Thank you. Some sort of drop a flower, do a damn thing. Thank you. And go say some sort of Irish prayer. And uh, <laughs> I'm just like, Oh, look, here's, here's some corned beef. Uh, so, um, well, um, uh, Let's do another break before, okay. before our lives explode. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Travel Anderson. And I'm Jared Hill. We are the hosts of Fanti, the show where we have complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have some problematic feelings about. Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive? question mark uh -oh. aspects of gentrification we get into that too every single thursday you can check us out at maximumfun.org listen you know you want it honey so come on and get it <laughs> period i can yeah. find that transition i can tighten that thing up because they are they are already on my side and that's not it's not that it's not true in every other room in the country it's just for some reason that's where i came up and that's, yeah. I feel like I'm in a vat, as Maria would put it, a vat of rising bread dough. <laughs> I am. Uh, I do feel, I, cause the punchline was the hardest club to get into when I was, when I was growing up. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, that Acme was as well. I, I don't feel like that level of comfort necessarily. Like, I think I would feel that at the zoo, the Holy City Zoo, if it was still open, um, because all I had to do was get there on time <laughs> for, oh, the, for the sign up at eight o'clock. Um, but, but, uh, Molly, but, but, but you are, but you get a year every, you get a week every year. Yeah. I think I have, an, I have enough of a draw there where I, where, yeah, I get it. I get a usually like a week every like 18 months or something like that. Okay. You know? More of a year. I know TikTok star with five minutes, Jackie. <laughs> uh, I'm actually a <laughs> 55 minutes. So it's harder for me to get work. 
Um, <laughs> no, but uh, that's not common on the punchline. That's just common on every club right now. Right. Well, you know? and, and, and yeah. they're trying, God bless them. They're st- trying to stay in business. You know, yeah. sorry, I've been affected by Brad Stein now. That's who he ends mm-hmm. all of his shows is God bless you and stuff. Uh, but I mean, yeah. So <laughs> who, who am I to say? Maybe some of these clubs are, wouldn't be open at all if they didn't have one week a month given to a TikTok star. I, I don't know. I don't know their books. You know, you know what Jay London said to me last night after my set, he said, or before my set, he said, so you're, you're doing real standup, right? And I was like, <laughs> what's happening? I was like, what are you doing? He's like, what, what is she doing? I haven't seen him since I saw him on TV, like 15 years ago. I don't think. Right. He's, he's up there. He's, he's, he, you know, is it's a character, but yeah. he's, but it's a lot of non sequiturs and it's a lot of silliness and it's uh, but it's yeah. smart, silly. Yeah. And, and it, but it, but it, I, I believe because of what he's doing, it takes, it takes more time and you have to, you know, to sort of get to that place, that sort of non sequitur silliness. Yeah. You got to find the exact non sequitur silliness. So it's, it's a, it's very much a Rubik's cube of trying to, it's a lot harder story with the punchline for me like i can't do it i don't sure. is he does he still like dress like a house painter uh he was wearing a hat all right uh it was, like a, it, it was like a it was like a little uh it was it was not a fedora but like a you know like a like an old timey hat mm-hmm. and um you, you know where i went to new york last week where I went and I'd never done this before. I went to the Rose reading room in the New York, uh, the public library on Bryant at Bryant park, whatever, oh, like yeah. the, the big one, like the big New York city public, public library. library. And, and I went there with my, uh, my little uh, iPad to work on the novel. And, um, Oh, it was just so cool. It's such, a, I, I think I've been in it before, but I, I, I don't, it's one of those things like Alcatraz in San Francisco where you're like, I'll go there one day, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure I will. And I never got around to it, but to actually feel like it's utility and not like an obligation to see something. It, it was really cool. Like I, I, I just want to, I want to be able to go there all the time. Oh, that's <laughs> and just interesting. There and write, you're just surrounded by people. They're all working on shit. And the librarian's like, quiet. Like there are real librarians telling people to hush. I loved it. it was awesome. You know, that's great. And those little gold like lamps. Every table has like a little gold lamp. It was really, really cool. And you're like, I'm in the company of ghosts that are, that are, are great ghosts, you yeah. know, like are, are iconic ghosts. So it's kind of, it's really neat. I just recommend it if you're in New York to do that. I, I'm reading a book that the prose was so, it was, it wasn't dense. It was actually, it got, it got lighter as the, as the book went on, but I couldn't read it. I had a hard time reading it. So I got it on audible and it's, it's beautifully written Mm. and it's a lovely, lovely book. And it's a weird premise, but it's called a gentleman in Moscow. Oh, okay. And, um, it is, it's essentially about a guy in 1921 who, um, he, he was a count. And when the Bolsheviks won, he is put under house arrest in a hotel for 35 years. Is this true? I don't know. I need to check, but it, I don't think it is. I think I, it's just, I, I it, it might be based would have on killed something. him, right? Wow. Well, they didn't kill him because he had also written a poem about the revolution in 1917 that was very, that, that was uh, pro, pro-revolution. But he was a count and he was a relative of the czar. And so 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So whatever it was, uh, I, yeah, I should find out if it's based on any sort of true thing, but whatever it is, it's, uh, it's incredibly well-written and it's beautiful and it's actually very sweet and funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's, that's what I'm reading these days. And then I, I watched Gilded Age on kind of fast forward. Hmm. Yeah. And, I was going through that. And uh, Bridgerton came out the other night. So I'll be watching the second season of Bridgerton. Um, okay. I'm watching, uh, I started watching Smilf. Uh, it, it, it ended a couple of years ago. What is that? It is a uh, single mom. I'd like to fuck. That's the, app. okay. Oh, okay. It also, it's on Showtime and uh, it's so funny. I think it, it's weird. It, it ended. There was some like sort of harassment thing about the set, you know, and uh, I, I didn't look into it, but, right. but um, it's really funny. And Rosie O'Donnell plays the mom and she's fucking great. She's oh, great. Awesome. She's like, a, she plays a Boston mom yeah. anyway. But I also started watching the show called pieces of her on Netflix, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. Uh, it's Tony Collette. Um, who is, you know, Amazing she's, mom. Yeah. she's incredible. She's yeah. incredible. And she like, looks, she hasn't done any plastic, plastic surgery. She just looks like a normal woman, her age. Yeah. And it's so it, when you compare her to, to her fellow Australian, Nicole Kidman, it's just like, wow, you know, they're about the same age. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. And anyway, yeah. she, she's amazing. And it's terrifying. Uh, it's a thriller. It's not horror, but it's, it's really, really good. I'm not done with it. Um, but I was, I was going like this on the plane. You, you were jump scares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A bunch of episodes. Um, yeah, it's really oh, I, I, I watched, I watched Ghostbusters afterlife on, uh, on the airplane, you guys. And, uh, it's actually really good. Hmm. And, and you know how every tween is renaming themselves. You know, everybody is like, no, my name is Scorpion now. I did. I don't like. Uh, no, I have a tween, so I'm not. No, I've never heard that before. None. So none of your sons. Uh, he's he's a teenager now. He might have actually aged out of it, but everybody who's eleven and twelve right now, they're like, I'm a they them, and I'm. It, and it's not everything, obviously. It's it's, mm-hmm. uh, but it is sweeping the nation. And I'm renaming myself a uh, podcast. Uh, there's a kid. There's an 11 year old in Afterlife. I knew there was podcast. one 11 year old that you're basing the sweeping. No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> everybody. Not. Okay, there's this one. Oh, okay, Jackie. I got it. Nope. Nope. And, uh, <laughs> She's mad. Uh, no, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna laugh, and uh, I'm gonna have to leave the room because it's laughing out loud. Ah. And uh, so, last one laughing. But the, yeah, no. Uh, after it's Paul Rudd, and um, and I forget who else said it, but uh, but it was actually very sweet and very good, actually. Though I was mad that Sigourney Weaver uh, wasn't in it. Oh, because I like Scar and everything. Sure, uh, I've I've, I've, I've I've lost I've lost interest in my own story about a movie that you I started uh, looking at your nails. <laughs> <laughs> I have a paper cut on my finger, and I was well, like, That's I was like, did she all of a sudden become? Did yeah. she become a fingernails comic? <laughs> you know, like you have never been. No, no, not not at this time. Um. I would and and I I would love to we when we were at brunch somebody had gels and it was they probably were probably Holly was it Holly yeah well, I mean, Holly was talking about nails I would love to try that once just to see what it's like to have attractive hands 
Oh, come but on. <laughs> how do you type? How do you do things? You know, you, you have to learn how to do things. It's Danielle ask, too. Danielle also had them. And, she was and oh, right. Yeah. Ask yeah. Danielle yeah. about it or Jackie Fab. Oh, I, mean, I did. You guys she, have like long. Well, no, Danielle's were shorter and she insisted they wouldn't pop off when I swim. And okay. uh, that, but I, I don't know. Right. It seems like an investment, but you would find out almost immediately. Right. And then I have mm -hmm. to go right back to the manicurist and have Spend them all another, taken off. Right. Mm -hmm. It would be, it would be that experiment. Right. Where are we at here, Kyle? We have a minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> I'll be all in right. Toronto the end of April. And please, if you are in Toronto, come see me because I'm missing three of my son's swim meets for this, these gigs, including and the Moon Tower championships and Moon Tower. So please come out. And if you're in Austin, Texas, I'll be in Moon Tower that week. And uh, I don't know if you guys want to meet for coffee or something. I'll meet a bunch of Jackie and Lori fans uh, for coffee if they want to. Um, I will not. And do not approach me. Uh, <laughs> I will be sitting in my in my hotel room in a robe, uh, just enjoying uh, being in a bed that is uh, that is clean and has right. been made. Right. You got to love that. Crisp, tight little sheets. Right. Uh, so I'm doing shows in Seattle first week in April. Come see me and I'll tell you every list <laughs> they've ever written in the comments. Oh, I'll sit you down. Awesome. He'll sell us out. That's it. Sell Fifth us and out seventh. Right come on out. That's it. Tell them who Lori's always had a crush on and who I've always had oh, a crush absolutely. on. We'll That's my favorite have topic. Murder <laughs> you. And we'll murder I just you make names. Sleep. <laughs> it's the old New York commodity uh, named Super Handsome Guy. You wouldn't know. It was like an 80s thing. Jackie, I DM'd with your crush this week. Ooh. So uh, I never told, I have never told him, but you know what? It's always there. If you stab me in the back, I will let <laughs> you know. I can't, my stomach just fell. Holy <laughs> smokes. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> I gotta go, you guys. It's been great. Let's let's give ourselves 30 seconds. And okay. fuck off. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.